Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group, this time with our roundtable mental health matters with our partner, Nami Contra Costa. Today is Saturday, December 3rd, 2022. December is AIDS Awareness and National Human Rights Month. Our host is Cliff Kelly, our, our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Arnold Productions. I'm Sean Claiborne, the co-host. And we have our partner on the line, Gigi Crowder. She's the executive director of NAMI Contra Costa in California. NAMI is the National Alliance on Mental Illness, an advocacy group founded by family members of people with mental illness. How are you doing, Gigi? I'm doing great. So we want to talk about the SAD, which is Seasonal Affected Disorders, a.k.a. the Winter Blues. Um, Not to be confused with Sunday Adult Death Syndrome with the SADs, but SAD, Seasonal Affected Disorders. So what is SAD, and also, you know, what do we call it, the winter blues? Well, I think most people recognize that in order for them to get through the days that are darker, where we're going through the winter months, that their mood may actually be a little less joyful. And so seasonal affective disorder is very real, and it affects about 7% of the population, those who are aware that they have this mood decline, it can contribute to some of the challenges that people who already live with mental health uh, challenges experience, those who live with bipolar disorder or schizophrenia, generally don't do as well during the winter months, although seasonal affective disorder can be individualized. And some people could even have a difficult time because it's summer. But mostly individuals experience what we call the winter blues, as you spoke to earlier, and can look at periods of their life where things aren't working as well for them. And uh, I know myself personally, if I take a history lesson around times in my life when I just wasn't feeling the best, it's because I literally crave the sun and Mm -hmm. I'm more joyous in the months where I'm able to get out and be more productive. Uh, Seasonal affective disorder causes a lot of individuals to sleep more, have less energy, and not achieve the task, the daily task. They kind of put things off. But it's it's very real and uh, can be attributed to a chemical imbalance Mm -hmm. as well from not getting the vitamin D that we need to thrive. Wow. From what I understand that this is uh, so with seasonal depression, essentially, for, the, for that's one of the main major symptoms, I guess. Mm-hmm. But 80% of the cases are women, which I thought was interesting. Only women report men. things. Yeah, women talk about things like this. So I'm not, when I see statistics like that, I have to think about the fact that um, in schizophrenia, more men than women actually are diagnosed with it. And that's cultural. And then when I look at things that um, speak to a person having control over it, men don't talk about things like, I'm I'm a little depressed just because, and they might not make the connection with why or the history of it happens 
doing certain periods of time. So I challenge some of the statistics that we come up with around seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. I think it's much more common. I don't think football is that big of a distraction to keep people yeah. from going into a place that they're not as healthy. I don't know. Football is pretty powerful in the United States. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you got the NBA, too, the Northern Town, too, to talk about. But the thing of it is, yeah. is that I think it was really important that we touched on is the fact that it's not simply in your head. It's actually a, uh, a chemical response to what's going on mm-hmm. in your body that affects your brain. So it's not mm-hmm. like just get over it or cheer up or, you know, read a happy book. It's a lot more It's a lot more complicated than that. And then uh, it looks like diet and nutrition can pay, play a major part. You mentioned vitamin D as something that's mm-hmm. important. Um, what other things can people do or what types of things should they be, be eating to try to defend themselves against this, this thing that could happen? Well, it's also just because it's winter doesn't mean you shouldn't be drinking a lot of water. We always ask people to drink more water through the summer months because we have to stay hydrated. But it's also true the diets that we have should be pretty consistent throughout the year for the most important um, balance of nutrition. And so it's important for us to remember to drink our water, eat plenty of vegetables, et cetera. But I also want to talk a little about the light therapy, because when we talk about vitamin D and we talk about the fact that people get into this space more quickly through the winter months is because our days are shorter. And so right now I'm in California, it's dark and I want to be home usually around five o'clock PM. So we have to look at the fact that the days are shorter, there's less activity. And some, I think women might talk about it more because there's a safety factor and they want to be home and where it's safe. And men have more opportunities to feel safe. And so they don't need to get home. So they kind of have to work through some things that women struggle more with around that. So um, it's many factors um, when you start talking about why one gender might be more impacted by another. And then diet. I, I have started using a light, a light uh, therapy, my own um, form. I try and cut on all the lights in my home this time of year, because I think it's really important for me to get the proper amount of sleep and be in the right rhythm with my sleep pattern. And so that's another um, symptom of sleeping too much and then having no energy, even though you're sleeping and overeating is another uh, symptom of seasonal affective disorder. And then I kind of think about bears and hibernating. And I think it's kind of natural, actually. So what's the difference then between, say, just not digging cold weather versus having SAD or having seasonal affective disorder? How do we know when you're just down because it's snow outside and you can't go do the things you like to do in the summertime or maybe it's too cold to go out versus really something that's a little more serious? Well, I mean, it is associated with people who live with uh, uh, clinical depression. So it's in our DSM, so our Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, and it hasn't changed very much. It's not classified anymore, the mood disorder, but now it's more a looking at seasonal patterns and recognizing that usually it's a reoccurrence for people who have major depressive disorder. Hmm. And that's and that's definitely a 
you know, found in uh, a diagnose a diagnosis for some individuals. So I think that's kind of the, the symptom, and um, a lot of individuals have a difficult time with understanding that seasonal patterns can affect, as I said earlier, people who live with already severe mental illnesses, such as major depression and bipolar disorder. So it seems like a double whammy. So people would have to have bipolar disorder and, and suffer from clinical depression are more susceptible. So is, it, is that mm-hmm. is that posed in, a, in a, a serious risk to people that are in that category or have those conditions? Yeah, I mean, working at a facility, NAMI, that receives phone calls, we always prepare ourselves for the fact that during the winter months, we're likely going to get more phone calls. Hmm. because individuals need structure when they live with severe mental illnesses, and then the pattern is broken a lot for them. And so individuals seem to just have more exacerbated symptoms during the winter months. And you got to also remember that's when the holidays are there too. So if people have grief on top of it, this is first Christmas without someone or they had a bad breakup, uh, during this time of the year, then it's going to impact. And so anything that is, is detrimental or causes problems for people who don't live with a mental illness, just as COVID did, is going to be pro- more pronounced than a person who already lives with the mental health challenges. So you touched on the idea of routines, particularly for people with bipolar disorder and, 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 um, and, and, and uh, clinical depression. So what types of routines or daily activities can someone get into, even if they're not clinically depressed, or maybe they don't have bipolar disorder, but they definitely feel like because of the symptoms we described, depression, overeating, hypersomnia, or insomnia, um, they have something going on. What kind of routines or things can they do in their everyday life to try to help the situation or make them feel better? The light therapy is the most promising. So um, you you can purchase bright white lights and make sure you have an incandescent lamp that's what i started doing and then i also noticed that oh i have to get ahead of this if i'm not going if i'm going to you know be as productive and get the things on my to-do list done i have to be very intentional about putting a structure and a plan in place so for me it includes even though it's going to be darker in the mornings when i wake up here in california it's still dark at 5 a.m and 6 a.m if my intention is to go to the gym, I have to do a lot more work to make sure I just get up and go. So um, we recognize that working out and being physically active actually improves our, our mental health. And so when you're a person who's prone to seasonal affective disorder, you, you must put a plan in place. And most therapists will work with people about getting ahead of it so that they don't fall into the winter blues or the slumps by them being more proactive. So describe for us but what the light, light therapy is. Well, describe for us what light, oh. light therapy is because a lot of people confuse that with tanning beds. They think that getting into a tanning bed is light therapy. And I suppose, I guess that's not, it's actually a bad thing. Well, I mean, it depends. It could be a bad thing, but uh, the bright light therapy has proven to be effective. And for how, me, does, how does that work? I, though? What, is just, it, what do you do when you do the light therapy? Well, you sit in front of the light box with your eyes open, not staring into the light, but just kind of for 30 to 60 minutes, 
there were studies that showed that when people who live with a diagnosis of SAD sit in front of that and kind of allow the light to brighten their spirits in some ways. I had said that way, but that's the way it was explained to me. They can experience improvement during the first week even. And so there's a, there's a box you can buy online, or is it expensive? So you buy this box, and it's basically just a, like a lighted box, basically, or, or just a light shining on you, or can you just put it into a, get a bulb and put it into a regular light fixture? How does that work? Well, I mean, I think the, the animal that I have learned to kind of mimic is the cat. You might know that cats will often find a light spot shining through the window. Mm-hmm. And so even though we're in the winter months, you can get uh, the same type, I think, of benefit from finding a spot in the house when the sun is shining to lay in that area and get the, the more natural light. But for many people, they don't have a light box, but they have taken a portion of their home and put brighter than typical lights in it, and they spend more time in that room than they will any other, and that's proven to be uh, successful. I don't have a light box, but I do have a room that's always light and bright, and I will uh, go in there and make sure that I spend at least an hour in there doing, uh, especially the weekends. I'm pretty busy doing the week, but during the weekend, that's when I, I kind of get charged up like a battery by going into that space if I'm going to be home most of the day. And that's what was encouraged when I went to a conference about seasonal affective disorder. Another is um, we know that it's a chemical imbalance, so find an alternative methods to get vitamin D when you can't get it directly from the sun is also important. Okay, so taking supplements for vitamin so D take, or yeah. going, getting a room, maybe it's not a bad idea if you're prone to having a seasonal affective disorder to get a, to set up mm-hmm. a room in the house that maybe gets a lot of sunlight open up the drapes and let right. the sunlight kind of you know, bathe in the sunlight. Or, you mm-hmm. know, if you can afford it, maybe get in a light box, which is, I guess, rated right. and has the proper bulbs in it. Or I'm I'm thinking, I'm just thinking out, uh, out of the box a little bit, but getting maybe daylight mm-hmm. bulbs. Um, LED bulbs come in daylight, and they also come in regular warm light like we have with the incandescent bulbs. So you can get LED bulbs that mm-hmm. mimic, uh, I think it's 5,000 K, for 5,000 K is the frequency they use for daylight. So if it says on the mm-hmm. on the box five thousand K as a color temperature, that is a daylight bulb. Put that in maybe, and sit in front of that. Would right. that would that work? That's been proven to be successful, and as I said earlier, physical exercise mm-hmm. has been helpful for individuals as well because of the release of serotonin and things that may not produce as well during the winter months. So if you're not getting enough vitamin D, sometimes other chemicals that you need or vitamins and supplements that you need, some of the ones that, you know, help that are uh, antidepressants, natural antidepressants, you're not getting as much. So sometimes you have to take not just vitamin D uh, supplements, but maybe some other um, serotonin and other, even some people take melatonin because of the sleep pattern and they want to make sure that they don't fall into a a pattern of sleeping, Mm. not getting enough sleep or sleeping too much. And of course you have to do all of this with, you you, you mentioned suntan machines and I kind of cringe a little bit because we're always, some communities are at higher threat than others for skin cancer, but we're all at at risk for skin cancer. Mm. 
But to be clear, a, a, tan, a tanning bed is not the same thing as light therapy. So people get that mixed up. No, it's not. Yeah, so that's no, that, that's not. not probably may not help you from what from the reports say. It doesn't really benefit you uh, for as far as seasonal affective disorder or winter blues. Now the thing is, it's interesting. You mentioned this earlier. Is that there's there is two types. So some people get it in the spring and summer. And they have the opposite mm-hmm. symptoms of people that get it in the fall and winter. So people in the fall yes. get depressed, they overeat, and have hypersomnia where they're sleeping all the time mm-hmm. like a bear. But people in mm-hmm. the spring and summer who have it then, they get anxiety. They, they lose their appetite mm-hmm. and they have insomnia. They can't yeah. sleep. So, I mean, mm-hmm. so it's, these types of treatments, so a, per, so a person who's going through summer um, um, SAD or summer seasonal affective disorder may not do the light, light therapy. But definitely the vitamin, right. maybe vitamin D and melatonin, those types of things might help, particularly mm-hmm. with us uh, having problem with sleeping. Um, and I, of course, I would say this, uh, recommend you know this all the always. You know, do not get your medical advice from American Heroes Group. We're not doctors. Well, Doctor no. R is a doctor. No. <laughs> he is a doctor. Yeah. But uh, but we are not diagnosing you and trying to give you medical um, no. advice. Make sure you talk to yeah. your doctor. Talk to your own doctor. Get your own uh, um, specialized treatment. Make sure mm-hmm. that you your body can handle what is best for you because unless a doctor is seeing you and seeing what your specific needs are, don't just take advice from an infomercial, so especially when it comes to your health. No. Don't turn on a right. talk show or, you know, this is to give you information and knowledge about what's out there yes. so you know what questions to ask when you go see your doctor. You make it more aware of the of what's happening if you have these symptoms and are going through this. Now you can start the conversation with your doctor and actually find out what you need to do. It might be vitamin D. It might be vitamin D and melatonin. It might be something totally different. You might be allergic to yeah. vitamin D and melatonin for all we know. Exactly. So I think that's really important to get that. Yeah, I think it's really important because we. Yeah, thanks for saying that. Yeah, because we see this all the time and uh, on TV and on social media, all these fads and people telling you to do this and take that and eat this, and people are getting all kinds of mixed results. And it's not necessarily it's not helpful. And then what we're trying to do, we're trying to help veterans and help people in the community at large do better and be better and live and experience better things in their life. So we got to give you the straight talk and be honest about it. We're not trying to sell you anything. We want to make sure we're honest about what is real and what's not real. Sad is a real thing. I've been hearing about this since I was a kid. So, I mean, that's something you definitely want to talk to your doctor about if you're experiencing these these things. Um, So now, so what else do you, would you say is important for people to know and understand about um, diet and exercise, but then also um, making sure that you don't, this not take this seriously. We just don't don't just overlook some of these symptoms that maybe people are experiencing. Yeah, I mean, sex is it's a type of major depressive disorder. So, I mean, we have to take it seriously. I, I appreciate you for the disclaimer because when people call NAMI, I say, okay, we we offer resources and referrals, but we're not we're, we offer non clinical services. You're going to need to talk to your own therapist or doctor because um, every individual experiences things differently based on their body chemistry. So the symptoms of winter set is so different from uh, the symptoms that some might experience with what we call springtime. It wouldn't be blues. It's more just a lack of energy in the springtime. And so the response that each individual has is different, but it is really important because we do note that summer depression, 
winter blues, it all can be, if untreated, lead to suicidal ideation. Mm. So when people start to have a feeling of hopelessness or worthlessness and, you know, just basically thoughts of suicide because they're living with this depressive disorder, sometimes when we talk to people and brought up, have you talked to your doctor about SAD, it's been a relief for them because there is some things that they can do to improve the outcome. So when we get those calls from some communities, it's like, I've never heard of that before. And so they can be more in control once they've heard about it. And then they follow up with the, the uh, professional that can best support them to identify the tools that they can employ to help them. So the exercise part, as I said before, was a really important um, no matter what diagnosis or not having a diagnosis, we are more and more recommending individuals to get control of their physical health through diet and exercise more than ever. And we are, we're noting that it's really making a big difference with their mental health. Even when they live with uh, bipolar disorder or schizophrenia, it's still really important to take care of your physical health to what you eat and uh, the activity. So not to beat a dead horse, but we talk about diet. And I know a lot of people don't like that we're here mm-hmm. to word diet. <laughs> Exercise is a whole other topic, but diet, people definitely sometimes have have touchy feelings about the diet word, the D word. Yeah. But there are th- certain things we talked about you should be eating. Vegetables is a good idea. Always, always mm-hmm. good for your body. What are some things, because this is after the holidays. We just had Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of food that we eat and consume during this time. And then, you know, as, as sometimes for we have what's called comfort food that's out that we, you know, we, we sometimes indulge in because it maybe gives us a temporary uh, feeling of, of calm or warmth or whatever. What are some things we need to be careful about over consuming? Well, the sweets and uh, this time of year, they're in your face, you know, no matter where you go, people are hot chocolate it becomes popular all of the the winter desserts are very popular it just kicks off with halloween candy and it just continues so you know you have to recognize that if you have it around you in your home you're going to likely eat it because this time of year is the year where our body starts craving sweets mm. and it's because largely we're at home more often and we are looking and seeking comfort And most of us find comfort in things that are not healthy for us. So working on eliminating certain things from your diet, substituting sugary beverages with, you know, the flavored water type that doesn't have the high level of sugar. And when you use the word diet, we're not talking, I never use that word thinking about weight loss. I'm always thinking about what you eat each day is a part of your diet, not with a plan for losing weight. So nutritionally, we should definitely be taking in more healthy fruits and vegetables. And you should see more color on your plate. Having more color on your plate actually improves if you're eating it. improves your your um, mental health. Wow. When you have a diet that's not rich with the colors that vegetable foods get you, likely you're not going to be as healthy. And then drinking water, as I said earlier, but leaning towards the vegetables is really important, even more so. I know that I do a better job with eating fruits through the summer because there are more options of the foods, the type of fruits that I like to eat. 
the nectarine, the peaches, the plums. So you have to do a little more work during the winter months to find the varieties. But it, it, it does benefit you around the waist, but also mentally. Gigi Crowder, Executive Director of NAMI Contra Costa in California. It's always a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.